Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night <laughs> with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, man? <laughs> I switched into Cone Soul DT. The volunteer, there for a second. The volunteer state. What does that mean, you think? I don't know. Have you volunteered for much? No, but... I have, I've been here for 15 years. I haven't volunteered for a damn thing. There's a lot of... Tennessee Vols fans upset yeah. about the Alabama game this weekend. Mm. They were dominating the first half, and then Nick Saban came and Sabined in the second half. Sports scene. A lot of ref blaming and stuff. Oh, I hate it when people blame the refs. I mean, there were a lot of missed calls. Yeah. I will say that. Got to play the course. But you should have been up more. Yeah, there you go. Overcome it. Who cares? You know, just do it. What's up, everyone? We also go by the name Good Morning Liberty, but on Tuesdays, we go by Liberty at night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. But we're also Good Morning Liberty. We talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Yesterday, apparently, was a day of the week where we did not want to. And it's in the fine print. It's not even fine print, actually. We say it out, out loud. Yeah. yeah. E every time, it's when we want to. In bold and cursive. Mm -hmm. So, and what's it's funny, that actually sticks with people. Like a lot of people, when they comment, they'll say when when you want to, I think it's, I don't know. It's one of those weird things that just sticks with people because it's not really grammatically correct. You know, it ends in the preposition. It sounds weird, uh, but it sticks and it smells you know, funny. It gets the people going. Yeah. So what happened over the weekend and yesterday? Well, there's more, there's war stuff going on, you know, bombs being dropped, people being killed, revenge being had. Uh, there's protests all over the globe. A lot in the United States also, uh, apparently, apparently everyone's big fans of Palestine. I didn't realize how many sleeper fans of Palestine there were out there. Well, you know, their soccer team. Yeah. yeah. Big, big it's, stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little surprised by this. I've also found it kind of weird. You know, there's been other wars in the Middle East where people were getting killed. You know what I was thinking about last night? Yeah. Let's go on to what it, you were thinking about. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this whole thing last night. Yeah, but I was also. Yeah, thinking, I was too. We'll talk about that after. I was thinking about just the inconsistency and in like the illogic of leftist, like hardcore leftists, especially. Mm. You know, like they they would they call Trump a Nazi, <laughs> even though he wasn't. Now, I'm not yeah. saying he was a good president. Some of his policies were good, and some of them were terrible. Dude, on, on top of that, his, if, you, if you were to criticize George Soros like three months ago, you were anti-Semitic. Yeah, you know, you hated Jews exactly. <laughs> But then they're they're all buddy buddies with Palestine, yeah. Who and Hamas essentially, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who literally wants to exterminate Jews. Yeah. Then they also want to back literal Nazis in Ukraine. It's almost and like, it's like there's no. <laughs> what is happening? How can I just don't understand how you can go to bed at night and you're having these thoughts and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. Mm. Yeah, Trump's a Nazi and I hate Nazis, but I'll. I'll make sure I want my president to send money to Nazis. But in some Ukraine. Nazis are good. Yeah, because they're fighting the most evil person in the world, Putin. Mm -hmm. Who was evil because he helped Trump win the 2016 yeah. election, who's a Nazi. Who's a Nazi. So you want to give money right. to Nazis to fight yeah. that, for sure. But then Hamas, who wants to also exterminate Jews, mm. um, he's fine. Totally they're fine. They're fine. I, sorry, he, they're. Do you want to know why? It's it's so weird. I didn't 
I didn't expect this conversation this early. I actually expected it in like 10 minutes, but it's fine. Let's do it right now. It's because the left sees the world through the lens of a power struggle. It's a power dynamic. It's why they can do things like what I was, what I just pulled up earlier. It's why you can see things like this, uh, where there's a Queers for Palestine protest in in New York City, and people can and be know, okay with that. Do you know you what know? they're chanting from the river to the sea? Mm. Palestine will be free. Yeah, or something like that. And that literally means all of Israel. Yeah, that means no. Not from the Israel. Jordanian River yeah. all the way to the Mediterranean Sea, that that. Like literally no Israel. But they're they're is not what saying, that means. They're not saying they're gonna kill all of them. They're just gonna put them in trains and ship them to other places. <laughs> to greener pastures. They'll be fine. Yeah. So Yep. It's the pasture smell funny. Now, though. The the um oppressor versus the oppressed, the oppressor versus the victim is how they see the world. And it's why you can have such conflicting ideas on different subjects. Like it's okay to give money to Nazis in Ukraine because the oppressor is Russia who was attacking Ukraine, trying to take Ukraine. So therefore there is a victim class that needs our money. And when you look at Israel or the Zionist movement in Palestine, where they are the ones who push people off of their land most recently. And these are the people that are huddled together in the little 25 mile strip and, and uh, have terrible lives. And so they're the, they're the victims in the situation. The oppressors are Israel. And that doesn't mean you have to hate Jews. It just means that these specific Jews are oppressors. And so it's okay to hate them. It's also why you can see things like this that I pulled up for later, which is the queers for Palestine rally. And I just, it's so funny because I see like um, actual leftists that are actual Jews mm-hmm. who are now like, they're out there saying like, hey guys, you know, if people who want to like kill Jews just for being Jews, like that's not right. Mm. You know, but I'm like, you were just calling Trump a Nazi a year ago. Yeah. It is really weird. Actually, a few months ago when he got arrested, you were all excited that a Nazi was going to go to jail. It's because of the philosophy of oppressor versus oppressed. But and then a few months before that you were saying we needed to send money to Nazis in Ukraine by mm-hmm. Putin. Mm-hmm. And and you're a Jew. Yeah. Like it, an actual one. And how does that work in your head? The way you feel right now is how it feels when you're being gaslit. I know. And <laughs> what you're actually getting from the left all the time is projection. Yeah. And so that's that's that is the problem that we're dealing with right now in the world. There is no coherent philosophy or principle behind all there is a philosophy it's the oppressor philosophy but this Uh, is why truth this is why we talk about truth and logical consistency and principles mm -hmm. because they matter it's a framework from which you can view the world that makes a coherent argument for let's say morality right so you can approach these situations and not do stupid stuff like this yeah, so the it, we don't have to have like a sound. We see what they're doing. Queer rights, trans rights. We say no to genocide. rights. So you get something you like realize? this. realize? So in in Gaza, it's illegal to be gay. In Gaza, they'll you'll, they'll put you in prison for up to ten years, and in some cases, they'll they'll lock you up and torture you, and things like that. I was reading this article earlier. Uh, about this gay man who gay man who fled Gaza and uh, was talking about the things that he went through uh, being gay in Gaza. His dad was actually 
a member of Hamas. He said they put me in a tiny in 17 at 17 when he was caught having sex with his boyfriend. They imprisoned him for three days, put him in a tiny room that was two by two meters, wouldn't let him sleep or go to the bathroom. There was no food. They would torture me so badly. Sometimes they'd tie my feet up, beat them with a stick. After that, every few years, they would arrest me and torture me in the same way. Um, over the course of five years, Abdul said Hamas would kidnap him off the streets, torture him, and then release him. Finally, at 22, they let him go for the last time. And so you hear a story like this. He was forced to take an oath on the Quran oh, that yeah. he wouldn't be gay again. Yeah. Conversion therapy. Yes. So you hear a story like this and you think, well, in our country, like if if you're not fully behind, I don't know, gay people getting married or like if you don't like it when a drag queen uh, flops his wiener in front of a kid, then you're like an anti-gay bigot, homophobe, mm-hmm. and that a Nazi. You're a Nazi at that yes, time, exactly. Essentially, and so you must be eradicated here in the U.S. But if you're in the U.S. and you're supporting someone who is a member of a victim class who's being oppressed by another state, then it doesn't matter. That Even if, if they hate your like, entire group, if you were to go there, they would put you in a cage and literally torture you for being who you are. It's not just that they would uh, remove a book from the school library or something like that. Like they would actually torture you. You can support those people because in this specific scenario, they're a victim. <laughs> you see how weird that is? It's, it's so ridiculous. It's very, it's very strange stuff. Yeah. It makes <laughs> me want to give up. Now, <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. Well, okay. but you, know. you can't even have conversations with these folks most of the time. I know. And so you're just like, I can't make it make sense because it doesn't. You know, the other part. And then of- I feel it almost creates like this anxiety because I'm like, <laughs> how is it even possible? Again, for me, it goes to simple math. You're trying to say like two plus two equals five. Mm-hmm. We're, we're back to. Animal Farm, 1984. Animal Farm, or 1984, yeah. which are, I guess 1984, 1984 maybe for that one. Sure. would be the actual 2 plus 2 equals 5. So, it, it, and it's just like, it's so mind-boggling. It's it's so, I can't even put words to it. The, the deeper, the extension of that, if you go even further, that we've already talked about on this show, is the remember... Li- the live group, by the way, is talking about baseball. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> They join, know. join the Fed Haters Club. So they want to know if Arizona can... or Philadelphia <laughs> is going to play Texas, who won handedly last night. So not that Texas, the other Texas. Yeah, not Houston. Yeah, yeah the Dallas Texas. Yeah, the Dallas Rangers. The Dallas Texas Rangers. Finally, a good team in Dallas. <laughs> you know, it's about time. Yeah. No, if you go further than that, uh, remember the basis of this problem has to do with the land. And if you go really far back in time, you see that the, that the land was Israel. You and go if you go to, back to the land before time, it belonged to the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, and they are the rightful heirs of this land. But then it was Israel, okay? And then it was Palestine or Palestina or whatever they called it. It was taken from the, uh, from, from the Jews, from, from Israel. And then it was given back in 1947. And there were people that were pushed off the land and resettled, stuff like that. So in supporting Israel 
keeping this as the rightful heirs to this land, you would also, by my analogy or estimation, have to support the idea that the UN could say that the Native Americans could have uh, whatever spot in America or, or America if they wanted it. And that we'd have to go with that, because if you go back really far in time, that's the people that it belonged to. Now, it's not written down in a in a book that billions of people read all over the world, but I, I think you could probably prove that that was the case. But that's the side that, like, the right believes in the Israel debate. The side the left believes is that the people that were originally on the land do not have rights to that land, that it's the people that then came after them. They flip flop, And they're getting pushed off. And so then they t- would take the opposite side of the debate In when America. you take the Native American conversation. Yeah. And what it then boils down to, once again, is who was the victim and who was the oppressor. And that is what decides the argument. But have, it's, Jews, it's very have weird. Jews never been victims? Sure, sure they but have. only to Nazis. Yeah, only to Nazis. It's, Never uh, anywhere else in the entire <laughs> world, just to Nazis. That's it. Uh, and so that's why you would hate the Nazis really bad and not want to ever say anything anti-Semitic unless you were talking about uh, Jews in Israel. And I don't want to say that every time you talk about uh, Jews in Israel or Israel, that that's anti-Semitic. You could say that that's uh, anti-Zionism or, or whatever the movement was to to move people uh, back to Israel. I think you could be anti that and still not hate Jews as people, but people in Gaza, Hamas, they hate Jews. Like they, they, they kind of hate Jews seems to be the thing. That's, <laughs> they actually wrote it down. It seems. Yeah. They wrote it <laughs> in their journal. I hate Jews. Like, I don't it's, know. My thing was, I was thinking like, okay, when the last time that someone or a group of people wanted to like exterminate an entire group of people, the same people, mm-hmm. Jews, same people that led to world war two. Mm-hmm. So is it going to lead to world war three? I have a feeling you think, yeah, this show is sponsored by better help. We've all been there before. I know I'm there all the time where I'm trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden my brain just keeps racing. My thoughts just keep racing. And it turns out like two hours later, I'm just sitting there thinking about stuff that I shouldn't even be worried about. Maybe it's time to work out and you, you're excited, but then all those negative thoughts creep in. You know, you know what you should do. You know what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Now, I've done therapy before in the past, It was very instrumental in my life and who I am today. Charlie has used BetterHelp also in the past. He loved it. Very easy, very simple, and very helpful as well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash gml today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash g-m-l let's talk about uh free speech here for a second ron de sanctimonious uh out here ron death santis uh, was talking about some of the people that are protesting i want to see what people think about this 
Here's Ron. And I think what this terrorist attack in Israel has shown us is we're vulnerable from all the people that have come illegally because they have come from Iran, too. It's not just Mexico, Central America, Russia, China, Middle East, all that stuff. But I think what we also saw when the blood wasn't even dry on the Israelis who had been massacred, you had people in America going out protesting in favor of Hamas. And that's like very chilling. Some of these people are not U.S. citizens. They're student visas. So as president... If you're on a student visa and you're a foreigner and you're out there celebrating terrorism, I'm canceling your visa and I'm sending you home. All right. So President Ron DeSantis is going to cancel your student visa (laughs) if you are protesting in favor of Hamas. Now, you have to be very specific. Are you protesting in favor of Hamas and the things that happened there? Are you protesting in favor of Palestine uh, getting all of its land back? Are you... In what way are you protesting? Is that river to the sea in a very violent way? Or are you going to ask everyone to move kindly, move in trains or whatever way? (laughs) There's a lot of different ways that you could uh, discuss this topic. And I think it is a lot more complicated than a lot of people will allow Mm -hmm. it to be. Like we we are talking about something that was less than 100 years ago and just starting basically a new state and moving people out of the way. You know, I've... I do believe it's more complicated than than everyone's given it credit. But anyway, I disagree with Ron DeSantis on this. I do think that you have the freedom of speech to protest or to chant, to do whatever in favor of whatever it is that you want to do. And there is a very tricky line here because you could say, well, you're protesting in favor of a terrorist group that killed civilians. I've seen a lot of people that support the U.S. government, you know, <laughs> And yeah. so that, that's that a tricky... A lot of innocent yeah. civilians. It's a tricky situation there. Now, we do it in a sleeker, smoother, you know, cooler way than Very everyone else does. patriotic with American mm-hmm. flags and stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, we use planes and bombs and, and stuff like that. It got cool uniforms and all that. You can see the flyovers over stadiums mm-hmm. at football games. Yeah. And you got parachuters come down in the, in the stadium. I, I believe that you can have whatever beliefs you want to have as long as you personally have not hurt people or taken their stuff. Do you know we actually go okay. over to London to play football games? <laughs> T-Dub says Lee Greenwood plays during yeah. the time. But we, we actually go over to London, England and play football games. American football. And sing the national anthem. <laughs> Our national anthem over there. That's, Which is about freedom from... How ironic is that? The UK. Know? It's pretty crazy. We see it. It's kind of weird. On their land. <laughs> Awkward. I know. <laughs> That's how badass America is. Oh, man. It's like having your <laughs> wedding in your, in your ex-wife's backyard, you know? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, speaking of the civilians and stuff like that, uh, I guess we can get on a little bit of track here. From what, well, I was going to say though, real no, quick good. about I'm, this I'm is glad. that, yeah, you, I mean, you had their, their freedom of speech is a natural, right? Some people in the, in the group are saying, well, technically it's only Americans. Well, that's not true. Actually, the Supreme court has held up that visitors have the same rights. I think people on visas are protected by our uh, yeah. amendments as but well. But also but, as libertarians, yeah. you have to believe or people who are liberty minded, you have to you believe, should believe you should that we have natural rights and yeah. the natural right to speak freely 
uh, should not be hindered. And I don't care. They're not given if, to us by the government. So the people that are here, even if they're not American citizens, we believe that they have those rights. Now, whether or not our government decides to protect that right, that's on the government. But they do have those rights just like we do. We're just in a government that says that they're going to protect those rights, no. allegedly. And you can think that what people are saying is stupid. That's mm. fine. Call them out for it. Yeah. I, I think that's dumb. You can make a better argument if like you a, wanted exactly. to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, I disagree with. There's people that support socialism. They have rallies and stuff. And they, they rally for an ideology that has killed 100 million people minimum around the globe. They, and it will lead to your, to, to, to your property being stolen, taken from you. And there's people who even support the IRS who takes. Your money away from you under under and the sends threat it to of Nazis death. in Ukraine. Yeah, they take it and send send it to actual Nazis over there. They even send it to Israel, and then we celebrate America. Yeah, they they support the IRS who takes your money and sends it to Israel, who's committing a genocide against the people in Gaza who want to kill Jews, according to, to these. God, this it all is comes confusing. back to the Jews. That's the thing, you know, the Babylon Bee had this article that it said like uh, Ilhan Omar uh, said that we, uh, how I'm, I can't remember how they worded it, but we could stop anti-Semitism if we could just get rid of all the Jews, yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is a joke, by the way. It is a joke. We love Jews. Yeah. And it's from the Babylon Bee. Yeah, it's satire. Mm -hmm. um, Speaking of uh, some of the civilian stuff while we're talking about that, uh, Obama, he was the president. For, for eight years. He was our first half-black president. Obama urges Israel to minimize civilian casualties in the war with Hamas. Something he was keen on with his drone strikes. Yeah. So I made this meme last night. I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty funny. It's the guy, I just searched a guy with hands on his hips meme. And so the picture came up. <laughs> and uh, it didn't do well on our page, but it got yanked by a bigger page within 10 minutes of me posting it and did really well on their page. And you forgot so, to watermark it. Oh, I put right there on the sleeve. Oh. Look at that good AM Liberty there right there go. on the sleeve. Hmm. There it is. So it's the guy with the hands on his hips. But and I didn't see it. I know. Which means it wasn't big enough. Around it said, but at least I know that it was, uh, that it, it was our meme. Around the guy's head, it says Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia. And they're like, what you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, minimizing civilian casualties. There's could an article. Added, could so have added Panama. If you want to go to, uh, if you want to go to an article uh, in here from the Washington Post, Obama urges Israel to minimize civilian casualties. Now, he's right. I, I, I do want to say he's right about this. Mm -hmm. And that maybe he learned some lessons. He learned a thing or two because he saw a thing or two while he was president. And he has said that Libya was one of his biggest mistakes as president, that they didn't think about what was going to happen after Gaddafi uh, got, well, radio stuff, never mind. Uh, after Gaddafi was, was uh, removed from power, they didn't think mm. about what was going to happen after that. So a lot of people died. He just let Turned, run free. Turned into a terrorist civil war mm -hmm. hellscape out there. Go ahead, Charlie. All right, from the WAPO. Former President Barack Obama on Monday spoke out about the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict, warning that Israel's strikes against Gaza could backfire. 
So because he knows a lot about mm-hmm. backfire too, blowback. He's, in, he's right about that. Yeah, he is. This is a little bit of the pot calling the kettle half black. <laughs> yeah. Can you say that? Sure. In a medium post published on Monday, which is just a blog, um, medium, medium. It's a medium. Yeah. Obama spoke out about the ongoing situation in Gaza. To start, he reaffirmed his past comments supporting Israel's rights to defend itself from the likes of Hamas and expressed support of President Joe Biden's response to the situation. Quote, as I stated in an earlier (laughs) post, (laughs) Israel has a right to defend its (laughs) citizens against such wanton violence. And I fully support President Biden's call for the United States to support our longtime ally in going after Hamas, dismantling its military capabilities, and facilitating the safe return of hundreds of hostages to their families. Despite that, the former president added that how Israel uh, prosecutes this fight against Hamas matters and urged that the country abide by international laws that seek to avoid, to every extent possible, the death or suffering of civilian populations lest its efforts backfire. Quote, the world is watching closely as events in the region unfold and any Israeli military strategy that ignores the human costs could ultimately backfire. Already, thousands of Palestinians have been killed in the bombing of Gaza, many of them children. Hundreds of thousands have been forced from their homes. Weird. Mm. Mm. He's, can, he's always cared about that, I bet. Yeah. He continued, the, the, the Israeli government's decision to cut off food, water, and electricity to a captive civilian population threatens not only to worsen a growing humanitarian crisis, it could further harden Palestinian attitudes for generations, erode global support for Israel, play into the hands of Israel, uh, Israel's enemies, and undermine long-term efforts to achieve peace and stability in the region. All of that is correct. He's, he's right about all that. Yeah, <laughs> Especially is. cutting off the water and the electricity and... Yeah. Things of that nature. Um, I get you're trying to choke out the enemy, but at the same time, there's a lot of innocent, actually, it's mostly innocent bystanders. Probably mostly innocent people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who are, I mean, you're just going to imagine just, you have to, and see, this is where people who who lack empathy can't do this, but if you have any type of empathy at all, Mm -hmm. you can just imagine yourself living in Gaza and you have a family. And you, you love Jews. Mm-hmm. Jews love you. And you go back and forth to Israel, and your your friend, your, your your kids are friends with Jew kids, and <laughs> everybody gets along nicely. And you want nothing to do with what Hamas is doing. Yeah. And then Israel decides to cut off your your electricity and your water, and you got bombs dropping everywhere. You're trying to hold your children tight. Tell them it's going to be okay, even though in your mind, you know, like you, you're full of fear too. Mm-hmm. Just imagine yourself as a dad or mom, right? And then you can't feed your children. You can't cook any food. There's no electricity. There's no running water. You're getting sick. One of your kids dies in, a, in an Israeli bomb. What? What are you going to think? What are you going to think? I bet you'd be pretty mad. Yes. Even if you... Even if you agreed, you could even agree that Israel had a right to defend itself. But you might not agree that they that your kid died and you're upset. You know, you might not agree with your kid dying in that scenario, I would say. Mm-hmm. So like we said, I mean, Obama's totally right about this. And 
and it's it's not that this is easy for Israel to to fix here. I don't think there is a solution to to this problem personally. Uh, not not really anyway. Uh, until this whole that with the land dispute in the middle of this, there's not really a solution. I don't I don't problem. understand how you. I mean, why can't they? Why can't war, why haven't we not evolved war to a place where we could stealthily go after oh people? I'm so good at this. Stealthily go after yeah. people. Why, why have we not created that yet? I think that why we, do we have to drop bombs that could potentially kill thousands of people who want no part of this? I think a lot of times it's because you are trying to kill more people than just the people who perpetrated the actual crime in Israel. Like just getting those people might not scare off everyone else in the future. And so you do want to see you do want to lay waste to the area and warn people off that, you know, never do this again. But I think Obama's right. And is right. that what America did by dropping the nukes on Japan? I think that that's what we do. We scared off a lot of people with that, uh, for sure. And I'm not even sure, you know, we can debate whether or not it was entirely necessary at that time. But I I think that we probably won some future wars by doing that, and that might have been uh, some of the reasoning behind it. But um, Obama's right about the fact that you can harden people's resolve. And that's what we've been talking about. Like, I want Israel to win this fight. I want there to be peace out there. I want them to be able to stop dropping bombs and for Gaza to not launch rockets at them afterwards because if Israel starts shooting, it's not that it's not like Hamas is going to stop shooting at that time. I want there to actually be peace over there, but I don't think that this is the way because I think as we've said now numerous times that there will be more Hamas terrorists after this than there were beforehand because they're, are a lot of families. The number now allegedly is 5,000 people that have been killed in Gaza. We don't know how many of those people were members of Hamas or, or whatever. There or, were about 1,500 Israelis. Yeah. Yeah. That were killed. And so eye for an eye, we did an eye for two eyes on this one from but what imagine, I can tell. And imagine nose. if Israel went through Gaza and took hostages and was raping and pillaging, like if they did what the Hamas terrorists did. It would be bad. That you're just the same person then. Yeah. Like That's, what What separates you? That not, they did it first? Not much. Yeah, I guess that they did it first, but I mean, this is just a retaliation for a retaliation at this time. So I did pull up this article right here because we have been trying to answer this question. And I saw, I thought this was interesting. There's a new elite Israeli unit that they're forming to hunt down every Hamas terrorist involved in that sneak attack on October 7th, a day which shall live in infamy. An elite unit of Israeli agents has been formed to hunt down every Hamas terrorist involved in the heinous October 7th sneak attack on the Jewish state. According to reports, these specially selected members of Shin Bet, Israel's version of the FBI, will function independently from other units targeting high-ranking terrorists, the Jerusalem Post said. The new unit will specifically target members of the special Hamas commando group called Nukba, which is believed to have pulled off the attack that slaughtered hundreds of innocent Israelis along the country's border. Shimbet's new unit will use intelligence as well as agents in the field to hunt down the estimated 2,500 terrorists involved in the attack. That's a lot of terrorists. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, we had... 
But wait till there's 10,000. We had like playing card. <laughs> we had like playing card decks of people that we were looking for in the countries. And even if you got the jokers in there, you know, there's not 2,500 cards in the, and a deck of cards. Yeah, and we killed over a million people. Yeah, we killed a lot of people out like there. 25. Lost a lot of good men out there. Okay. But if they can create this elite unit that's going to go in, maybe they go in undercover. Maybe they sneak in there all sneakily and they kill these people without killing a bunch of civilians at the same time. Maybe that would be even better. But then I question, is it really about just killing these people or is it about sending a message? Because, I mean, you send the message that we hunted you down and killed you. But you don't send the message of, look at all these buildings that are destroyed, you know, at the same time. So I don't know. Which one is it? I, I just love the Fed Haters Club, Yeah, by the way. So yeah. go to joingml.com or don't. I don't care if you do. Um, or godhatesfeds.com or don't. I don't care if you do. But it's <laughs> it's funny. T-Dub says that uh, Nukva, or what would you say? Nukva? Nukva? Nukva. 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 Sounds like a brand of fancy butter. I would and buy I would, it. I would happen to agree. I would buy that. Yeah. That butter instead of that Irish butter stuff. I want to get me some Arab yeah. butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way better. Way butter. It's way butter, man. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> Anyhow, those are my thoughts on the matter. Yeah, we'll see. And it ends in a butter conversation. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we end the conversation. <laughs> you see how important it is for people to be in the Fed Haters Club. Death. Because we just would have ended with something that we weren't laughing about. And now we get to end talking about fancy butter. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to this editor's note from the New York Times. Remember, uh, misinformation has been surging on Twitter, <laughs> on X. Yeah. Uh, but do they also... Still, are they still lo- do they still not have their blue check mark? I haven't looked. At, <laughs> I haven't looked, actually. That'd be good to know. Yeah. Um, the editor's note about the Gaza hospital coverage from the New York Times. This was so important that they printed it on page 15 in their actual paper, if you want to find it. The New York Times published news of an explosion at a hospital in Gaza City, leading its coverage with claims by Hamas government officials that an Israeli airstrike was the cause and that hundreds of people were dead or injured. The report included a large headline at the top of the Times website. Israel subsequently denied being at fault and blamed an errant rocket launched by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which has in turn denied responsibility. American and other international officials have said their evidence indicates that the rocket came from Palestinian fighter positions. The Times' initial accounts attributed the claim of Israeli responsibility to Palestinian officials and noted that the Israeli military said it was investigating the blast. However, the early versions of the coverage and the prominence it received in the headline News Alert and social media channels relied too heavily on claims by Hamas and did not make clear that those claims could not immediately be be verified. The report left readers with an incorrect impression about what was known and how credible the account was. This is a rare time. This could have been a white pill, I guess, if it weren't so gall-darn destructive. This is a rare time where the New York Times comes out and says, hey, we were wrong. And we didn't really clarify that we could have been wrong at the time and that we were literally reporting based off of information given to us by Hamas. And that is the reports that we were putting out and that all the other papers were putting out. The Times continued to update its coverage as more information became available, reporting the dispute of claims of responsibility and noting that the death toll might be lower than initially reported See, when you say they reported the disputed claims, that means that they're still anchoring 
on the initial claim made by Hamas. And then you say, well, this is the claim made by Hamas. Israel disputes this claim. You don't say there was an explosion in a parking lot at the hospital. There was an explosion somewhere in Gaza. In fact, we don't really know where because we're not right there on the ground. There was an explosion. Uh, Hamas says that Israel did it. And Israel says that uh, Islamic Jihad did it. And we just want to let you know that there was an explosion and some people might be dead. We don't know how many. And as soon as we find out, yeah. we'll let you know. And we'll let you know. As soon as the sun comes up and we can clearly see what's happening, we'll let you know what's going on. Mm. But that is not a viral headline. That was too long of a headline. Yeah. You know? That was a really long headline. I know. I know. And yeah. so they went with That's the why you don't write headlines. They went with the shorter headline of Israel blows up hospital and kills 500 people instantaneously. Yeah. That was a much shorter headline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. You got a lot more clicks. <laughs> now, listen, I. it's totally possible that Israel could blow up a hospital. They blew up a, uh, a church, blew up a really old church that people were sheltering in, and they said that it was a mistake. They didn't mean to hit the church. They were trying to hit a place that was close to the church. In fact, a couple of uh, Justin Amash's family members were killed in that uh, church strike. I saw him post about it. Um, so it's not that they wouldn't hit a target like that. So, yeah, sure, it's possible. Very possible. Given the sensitive nature of the news during a widening conflict and the prominent promotion <laughs> it received, Times editors should have taken more care with the initial presentation and been more explicit about what information could be verified. Newsroom leaders continue to examine procedures around the biggest breaking news events, including for the use of the largest headlines in the digital report to determine what additional safeguards may be warranted. Now click here so we can tell you about misinformation put out by Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not what it was. Yeah, they did print this. By the way, this is like a this is a thing that has caused pro more protests all around the world. It caused riots. It caused violence at embassies Are all you around the world. Are saying that they incited violence? I'm not going to say incite. Well, I can't. I know it's a joke, but I guess actually it's a good time to say no because they didn't say go do this thing, go riot, go go commit violence at but embassies. They would argue. They, they would argue, yes. Other people <laughs> participate in misinformation that it would incite. They would. Yeah. By their by their standards, yes. By our standards. By the truth. No. Right. Ir ironically. Mm. It's very, isn't, very confusing isn't that, times. Isn't that the special? So this was, like isn't, I said, isn't that special? this was so important, it came out in an editor's note with no photo, so when you post it, it looks like nothing, and they printed it on page 15 of the actual New York Times. So, not that anyone actually reads that, but I guess people in New York might read it when they're wiping up poop on the subway or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what people do with that paper. Do people get physical you know? paper still? Is that a thing? I think they do. Some people. You know, I saw a physical paper Probably in my like driveway last week. Yeah? It must have been a paper boy mm -hmm. running around. Or girl. These days, you could have even have paper girls. Or a non-binary. You get your paper later, and it doesn't make it all the way up to the doorstep. But <laughs> sure. Could have been a non-binary. Yeah. You know, could have, could have been... I can't think of what they're called now. Who knows? For the kids that identify Whatever as animals. Is wrong. What? Ones furries? Like, furries. It could have been yeah. a furry. Yeah. <laughs> a, a paper furry. All right. Let's keep going backwards in the news stories today. And we've only got six minutes left for this here recording. I did want to 
I guess we can just comment on the election in Argentina. Javier Mille came in second place, which was a bit of a surprise. He was polling pretty easily in first place. He came in first place in the primaries. Isn't also, this weird? It, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Uh, that's that's possible. But um, also, I don't understand how unbiased news places these labels on people. What label? What are you talking about? Far right. Far right candidate. Far right candidate heads to runoff in Argentina election. In fact, you can look. In fact, he's not only far right, he's a far right libertarian. (laughs) Is that a thing? Sure. Sure. I guess so. Depends on how you're counting that. Maybe on cultural issues. I'm I'm not really sure. Do we have far left libertarians? One of the important things to take from this is that even if you're just a pretty good libertarian purist, especially, I mean, on economics, the guy is is really good, for sure. Uh, they're going to label you far right. And we've made this point to, you know, the Libertarian Party had kind of this shakeup against left libertarians and right libertarians. And some of the people on the left, the more professional Washington libertarians, uh, were worried about things that people say, like things like maybe what Dave Smith says or what other libertarians might say that could end up with bad headlines, you know, and make people not like you anymore. And so the idea was, well, they're all soured on Republicans. Look at all the, look at all the speak out there Republicans, but libertarians still have a chance if we just toe this line, walk this tightrope, you know, we can walk in there as the party that no one hates. And the truth of the matter is no one hates you because they don't know that you exist. And as soon as they see you as a formidable force that they have to fight against, they're going to label you as a far-right white supremacist mm-hmm. Nazi organization uh, just because of some, just because you want to cut taxes, essentially. Because disproportionately, some of those taxes might help minorities. And therefore, if you want to cut taxes, then you're probably a Nazi. And that's what's going to happen to libertarians. Mm-hmm. So that whole argument that we wanted to stay on the good side of people's minds when it came to how much they hated Republicans or Democrats. The only reason that exists is because no one cares about the Libertarian Party. I think T-Dub makes a good point here in the in the Fed Haters Club. Join gmail.com. <clears throat> After leading in the polls for months, Javier Mille, I'm going to get to that, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that so part. That's, that's yep. A far-right Libertarian economist tumbled to second place in Argentina's presidential election on Sunday, sending him to a runoff next month that will be an important test of strength for the global far-right <laughs> movement. <laughs> How strong is this far-right movement? <sighs> Mr. Mille will face off against Sergio Massa, Argentina's center-left... Can, can we call him Massa from now on? Massa? I know it's Massa. I know, but since, with, given his policies, I would like to call him Massa. Massaga. Yeah. Mas- <laughs> Massaga. Argentina's center-left economy minister, who finished a surprise first Sunday. Surprise and who will now try to persuade voters that he can save the nation of 46 million from the economic turmoil that his government helped create. Now, this is kind of a cool runoff, I think, for Melee, because um, obviously he'll be able to campaign against the guy who perpetrated 120% yeah. inflation. Well, it, and he has been. And that's what, let me finish this real quick. That's what T-Dub said here. Lost to their finance minister. It says economy minister, probably same thing. They're at 100% inflation. They are putting their hopes in the current finance minister. Literally the guy who's ministering the economy. Into the ground. 
And he's the one who came out first in the election. Yeah. That's awesome. And mm. yeah, and Costco said they label him center left. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Massaga, <laughs> Maga Asa, Maga Asa, mm-hmm. he earned 36.6% of the vote to Melee's 30%. That's what 98% of the votes counted. The candidates need to surpass 45% or 40 with a 10 point margin. So it's still pretty close. It is. And the person who got 24% of the vote, I believe, is also a more right wing. If if you were to look at it like with our politics, you could say there was a Republican, a Democrat, and a Libertarian mm. running in the election. The Democrat is the one that came out with 36%. The Libertarian came out with 30 and the Republican came out with 24 He was stealing votes from Mele. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If he wouldn't have been in the race to steal votes, I mean. And so in this case, if if Mele can pull some of those 24%, more of the 24% than the other than the other guy can, uh, or girl, actually, I think. No, guy. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, girl is the one who lost, of course. Now, under Massa's, it's Massa, but Massa's, <laughs> under his leadership as the economy minister, Let's see what's happened to Argentina. Um, so it talks down, I'm skipping down here. It says that uh, Mele's plans have gained traction with millions of Argentines as the nation grapples with its worst economic crisis in decades. And this, by the way, this, this Massa guy has been in the government for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So the nation grapples with its worst economic crisis in decades. Poverty is rising. Annual inflation is nearing 140%. And the value of the peso is plummeting. In April 2020, the start of the pandemic, $1 bought 80 pesos. Um, ahead of the vote, $1 bought 1,200 Whew. pesos. Ouch. That's not good. Mm. No, talk about the grocery bill going up. It's going up fast. Yeah. Quote, we are facing a criminal organization that won't stop committing atrocities to stay in power, Mr. Mele told supporters on Sunday night, referring to Mr. Massa's coalition. Mele has also attracted the uh, attracted attention in Argentina and abroad for his uh, bellicose political style that has drawn comparisons, which he has embraced, to Trump and Bolsonaro. Jair Bolsonaro, Brazil's former president. Mele has delivered harsh, often profane attacks against the press. His rivals, fake news, <laughs> but in Spanish. Yes. Yeah. His rivals and foreign leaders called for looser gun regulations and in a recent interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson called climate change part of, quote, the socialist agenda. That is harsh. That is and, a crime. And profane. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very far right. Yeah. So, anyway, we don't have to keep going because we're out of time anyway, but... We're out of radio time. Yeah. Mm. The more time we go, the That's more time. That's why you should go listen to the podcast. You should. If you're on the radio, go listen to the podcast. If you're on a podcast, you should go listen to the radio. Go back and forth. Just turn on your radio right now. See if you can match them up, actually. Yeah. You know? Keep it playing until you Keep hear Keep the radio playing and then skip a, you know, in the podcast and see if you can <clears throat> match them up. That's true autism. Well, the uh, the runoff election should be very exciting. I'm sure there will be uh, claims of voter fraud and whatever, all that stuff. So it should be a really exciting time. Should yep. be a fun time. 
it's pretty crazy that the guy who is the minister of the economy is the one who won. And there, so it just reminded me, there were actually a couple quotes in here that I found interesting. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this one from Jorge. From Jorge, he seemed the least bad <laughs> I just after voting for, for Massa. I don't have a lot of faith in anyone's economic plan. After the results were announced on Sunday night, uh, let's see, a gathering outside his election night headquarters turned into a street party. Quote, I was really scared, but now I'm really relieved, said Luciana Kerner, an Uber driver. Mm. So there is one thing that you got to keep in mind here. When you threaten people's stimmy checks and welfare benefits, and you tell them that a free market economy is actually going to make life better for everyone, it is scary to people. And sometimes they just like to pick the devil that they know, I guess, even though they're probably all, all the people they interviewed are going through a terrible time right now, but they're scared of the alternative, I guess. That's a tough hurdle to, I'm not saying that they're right about it. I'm saying that's a hurdle that any libertarian promising the really big change is going to have to jump over. Yeah. Just like Trump, by the way, at the end of this article, um, before the results were announced on Sunday, Melee's campaign already complained of reports of voter fraud saying it had received 4,500 reports of stolen or damaged ballots for Mr. Melee's party. Mm. So, in your t- just like other elections, sure. I'm sure it's very, very possible. It's also, in, in fact, it's more likely in this scenario, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, and it's really strange that a guy inside the government who created one of the worst economies mm. decades for Argentina somehow. One, you could say that finish first. You could say that the more right, smaller government vote was split between Melee and the other one. I can't remember her name. You know, so he he could end up running away in the runoff pretty pretty easily with it if all those people go and vote for him. So if you had like kind of an anti-government, smaller government crowd, you sort of split those people between two and then you had your establishment keep things the way they are, but tweak it and make it better a little bit. A crowd who only 36% of the country essentially voted to keep things the way that they are in Argentina. And the rest of them voted for some type of change to happen, but they were split between two people. Yeah. All All right. right. Well, anyway, if you hate this show, thank you for hating it because I hate it too. There you go. I didn't even want to be here tonight. And Nate convinced me <laughs> that I had to be. Yeah. Uh, just like every day. When 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 we say when we want to, just know that I never want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want yeah. you to know that. Yeah. And uh, I don't want you to do anything. Don't follow us. Don't look us up. Um, keep this a secret. Don't mm-hmm. share it with anybody. Don't go to joingmail.com to be part of the Fed Haters Club. Don't go buy any merch on godhatesfeds.com. Um, and don't listen ever again. There you go. And if you listen to me, then we might do another one. Maybe. We if don't know. If you feel like it. Yeah. But probably not. Could be the last show. Yeah. Episode 1096. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to end at episode 1096. We finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway... I don't know how to end it. Yeah, just I think you just hit the button. That's it. Yeah. Good night, Liberty. That's all, folks. 